melody by CEO Had a vision to help parents equip Get practical tips Address behaviors Implement strategies Change the atmosphere in your home Open Hello and welcome to the Family Nuggets Podcast. My name is Melody Barnes, your Family Nugget Giver. What is the Family Nugget? It's nuggets of information that I have gleaned from over 20 years as a teacher. Teachers are good advice givers. But do you have a teacher that's right in your back pocket? Well, now you do. Now, I must tell you, this advice is meant to be used for your enjoyment and is not meant to replace professional counseling. Please seek professional counseling outside the realm of this podcast if you are in need of additional help. Family Nuggets loves families, and if you love having a teacher that loves families with you all the time, then welcome to my podcast and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Family Nuggets podcast. My name is Melody Barnes, founder of Family Nuggets, and I am your host. In this episode of the Family Nuggets podcast, we are talking about how loving yourself may just start with loving your hair. Today, we have a special guest, Arlicia Menzi, and we welcome her expertise into the conversation today. Hi, Darlicia. Hi, how are you? I am well. How are you? <laughs> I am well as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Sure. So I am Darlicia Menzi. I am a three-time published author. I am a coach, a speaker, and the founder of Fervent Servant LLC, which is a platform for encouraging, equipping, and empowering individuals to live their authentically fervent life. Okay? Yes. <laughs> Come through, sis. Love yes. it. Love it. And she's my actual sis. Okay. She's my Elegy Adolphi Christian <laughs> Sorority Incorporated <laughs> Sorority Sister E-E-A-A all the way. So I just, I'm so excited to have my sorority sister here on the podcast with me today. Um, but we're talking about how loving yourself may just start with loving your hair. And I wanted to invite Darlicia on this podcast today because as I was scrolling through uh, <laughs> social media streets one day, I noticed a post that Darlicia had um, about her hair and about loving herself. And this is something that I have been thinking about a lot with the expectation of my book, Dear mm -hmm. Curly Hair, coming out in August of 2020. <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot, about how we as women, especially black women during this this year 2020 uh when disparities and uh just the struggles that we are dealing with as black women are being pushed to the forefront yeah. um how we really need a safe space to continue conversations to talk about self-love self-care yes. and how loving your hair can really uh, make a difference. So as a person who works with children, as a person who works with families, mm -hmm. uh, works with behaviors, I was thinking, how does all of this connect? Mm -hmm. So for me, um, I have a daughter and I wrote this book for my daughter. Mm -hmm. I wrote Dearly Care, Dear Curly Hair for her. 
because I knew if I didn't love my hair, that there was going to be a great chance that she wouldn't love her hair either, simply because she was a black girl. So where does it all begin? Where does it all start? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not really sure. I don't really have the answer, but I do have the answer as to how we can get over that, how we can get past that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of that has to do with how we speak to our children, how we um, invite them into the conversation, allow them to speak about how they feel, but then also give them some positive uh, affirmations about how wonderful their hair is and and things like that. But um, Darlisha, can you explain to me a little bit about your post that day, where it came from, a little bit of the history of you? You have sister locks, (laughs) a shaven side of your hair. Can you talk to us a little bit about your journey to loving yourself in connection with your hair? Oh, goodness. That could be a whole day's worth of information. Well, come on with it. (laughs) My hair has been a journey. And when you talk about your hair being a portion of self-love, that is so true for me. Being a Black girl, I grew up the first seven and a half years of my life in a Black community. But after that, I moved into a white community. And that's hard getting to know and love and understand yourself in a community that don't identify how you identify. Mm-hmm. And so becoming comfortable with what I look like, how I wear my hair, what I sound like, all of these different things, you know, right. kind of together. And mm-hmm. I have been through the ringer. My hair has never really grown past this much length. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a snap works of length. <laughs> yeah. It's something that I was made fun of. Mm. all throughout like my childhood in home and out of home and mm-hmm. the type of hairstyle that I had to mm-hmm. wear with the little uh, balls and barrettes in there was very mm-hmm. kitty for me even though I was like getting up in my years of age mm-hmm. or whatever wearing that to school mm-hmm. just being made fun of because I wasn't the girl that could go and get the colorful hair I wasn't the girl that can mm-hmm. go and get the sew in I wasn't the girl that can go mm-hmm. and do all of these different things it just wasn't allowed one my hair didn't mm-hmm. grow like that too and mm-hmm. it just whatever it was, it was whatever right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so what can you do? What right. can you do? Mm-hmm. Um but I started learned how to do quick weaves in my own hair. And when I learned mm-hmm. how to do that, not that my parents didn't take care of my hair because they did, my mom was my hair did. Right. But when I learned how to do it myself, that kind of became my mask. It became okay. something that I could do to boost my own self-esteem, mm-hmm. which didn't really lend itself to my personal self-esteem, my personal value and my personal worth. So it became something that I could do, something I can put on to fit in so that I wouldn't get made fun of again, so that I wouldn't feel insecure, mm-hmm. so that I could feel a little more beautiful. And right. that's not to say that women can't change their hair to feel how they want to feel. Sure. That's not yeah. at all. But when right. it becomes a part of who I am, right. that's the issue. Right. And so right. this is something when you talk about uh, behaviors and it's being something from childhood, that's definitely been the case for, for me. Mm-hmm. It's been something that has been kind of nudging and nudging and nudging and nudging all those years until mm-hmm. I finally got to this place in 2000, I want to say 11. I big chopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cut my hair. I was in my college dorm bedroom uh, mm-hmm. bathroom. Mm. And I stood in that mirror and I had natural hair at the time, I decided to go natural. Mm-hmm. I've gone through so many phases, so I could just tell you all the phases, but Girl, I stood in the bathroom <laughs> and I pulled my hair up and I took scissors and I just, and then I looked at myself like, <laughs> what did you just do? Yes. <laughs> you can't go back. I couldn't go back. So right, I kept no. cutting, 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 cutting. And so mm-hmm. I had a mini, mini afro with called TWA. 
mm-hmm. I had this teeny weeny afro and I had no idea what to do with it. I had no idea how to care for my hair, anything, but I felt so free. Yes. I finally saw my own beauty without wow. hiding behind weaves, braids, a bang, wow. a clip in, a sew in, a whatever. Wow. I finally uh-huh. saw Darlicia. Wow. Just bold and bare and naked with nothing attached, nothing covering, yeah. nothing hiding, nothing. Without hidden. hair. Without, without hair. hair. Without hair. No without manipulation. That. And wow. I felt free, sis. And from that moment on, I said, I can do this. This is me. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. And I embraced that. Uh-huh. So I started growing my hair out from there. I didn't know what I was doing with my hair. I don't like taking time to do my hair, honestly. I and don't either. I had thought about <laughs> oh, you either. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> too much time and product creativity I ain't got time for that girl so, <laughs> I decided to lock uh-huh. and I told my friends I wasn't gonna do a top like 55 60 years old because I just thought that was something that older women do <laughs> well, my friend said what are you waiting on I said I nothing nothing so right I'm four years locked, almost five, and my hair is the longest it's ever been, the healthiest it's ever been, the most. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I love it. Because it's, it's, it. it's mine. It's mine. It's yours. Yes. It's yes. Yeah. Yes. So I love everything that you talked about, and I love that story that you just shared about cutting off your hair. Um, because in another segment, um, for which I was talking to a hairstylist, mm. I mentioned that Tiffany Haddish had cut off all her hair, yes. um, the actress, and she was getting a lot of, you know, slack, you know, like somebody yeah. check on sis, something's wrong. Right. She cut off all her hair, you know, and she was like, how come something's gotta be wrong? How come I just, right. how come I just don't want to see me? How come I just don't want to be free? That's it. Right. That's so, it. How does hair become a bondage? And I think you talked about it a little, a little bit, Darlisha, when you were saying that you didn't feel like you fit in or when, you know, girls were getting the weaves and, you know, different hairstyles and color, you couldn't do that. And yeah. um, I imagine it's because of your upbringing, uh, the beliefs that were carried in your home, that you weren't allowed to do certain things, um, where similarly... I wasn't allowed to do certain things, but once I got older and got my own job, it was, you know, <laughs> making my own money that I could, you know, do the weaves or do the color. But because I have um, a very peculiar taste and I want to make sure that things look nice and I don't want track showing and okay. I don't want things <laughs> out of place, girl, I'm like, look, someone's going to have to do this professionally because I'm not going to just slap it in here myself and it look bad, right? <laughs> Because <laughs> I was, I was very critical. I can definitely say I was very critical of people that I saw whose hair was not done the way I thought it should look. Hey, right. Like <laughs> if I can see your track, it's not right. Fix it. Go <laughs> add a pieces. Right. <laughs> right. This, I mean, everybody can. I think everybody has an opportunity to enhance their look if they'd like to. But I'm, I'm always like, okay, well, let's let's do it a nice way. Let's do it. Yes. But that's that's definitely, you know, something I grew up with. So mm-hmm. if, if that was something that was talked about in my home, then I exuded that out in, you know, my adult life. Mm-hmm. So I was very critical of myself too, and how I looked, Darlicia. Okay. So, you know, um, 
even, but as I had um, children, I knew I couldn't afford to keep up certain looks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just started doing it myself or figuring out how to do it. And then YouTube came along and Ooh. people were on YouTube <laughs> teaching you how to do your hair and yeah. showing you how to do it. So then I would learn, you know, different ways to do my hair, but it was, it was fun to do and it was fun to learn and it was fun to feel like I had control. I had a sense of control over how I look and how I could manipulate and move hair and yeah. add hair and do pieces, but it was never like an internal love. Mm. It wasn't until I was almost 40 years old, Darlicia, that I began to love myself. Yes. And I, and, and you know what? And I think for me, it had to go beyond, you know, like things like weight yeah. or uh, how my face looks because I'm, I'm overweight. I've been overweight all my life, but mm-hmm. I've always been told how cute I am or how pretty I am. And, you know, yeah. that that's just part of, but hearing it a lot doesn't yeah. mean it sits well with you. Doesn't mean yeah, that, doesn't uh, <laughs> that it's internal. Yeah. I know for me, it, I don't care how cute I looked in the right. mirror. I don't care how nice my outfit laid on me, on right. my person. If my hair didn't look right, the whole outfit and the whole face <laughs> goes out the window. <laughs> it goes out the window. None of it matters. Right. None of it matters. So can you imagine the little girl who's looking at herself in the mirror, getting ready to go to school? Mom's picked out you know, the clothes, bought the clothes, did all the back to school shopping. Uh, The little girls, you know, beautiful and looking in the mirror and saying, I don't want to go to school. Yeah. I don't like myself. Or you get to school and you think you look nice and, or you know, you look nice. Yeah. Someone has a comment and it's like, oh, look at her hair. (laughs) I can't imagine. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my name is Carly (laughs) Shea. can totally imagine but you're right that that representation one it matters and just those conversations in the home they matter a great deal because being that young girl that didn't really love and accept and I didn't know that I didn't love myself until later on and that's you get you get slapped with it in your face and then you start looking back on all the things you're like I allowed that to be my life all the time it's so important that we exemplify self-love before our young girls it's so we don't just see it but we live it yes we become it we share it with them and we're in it them you know what I mean yes absolutely having those conversations asking those questions you know getting inside of their head to see what they're thinking and feeling because it's a treacherous world out there these days what they say in school is on a whole nother level yes yes it is yes it is super important and to your point about Tiffany Haddish I don't it's it, <laughs> so many people think that something's wrong with us when we cut our hair yes yes I they do me I right. just want to see who I am right mm-hmm. to get rid of some of this baggage and the, right. the stuff that you think that I'm dealing with because I cut my hair is the very reason why I'm cutting my hair so I can get rid I can see I can yes. breathe the scales can fall I can yes. I can live I can be authentic 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 yes Yes, that's the nothing way. to hide behind. Right. There's nothing mm-hmm. to hide behind. You're right. You're right. And so even for me, Darlicia, I still struggle with my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not done the big chop, but that's mm-hmm. because I have done so much manipulation to my hair. I do have some alopecia that is, you know, mm-hmm. my own doing. 
Um, but what's the great thing about loving myself and also not being so concerned about my hair um, is that I, number one, I can wear wraps. Okay. Hey. Hey. <laughs> okay. So I mean, <laughs> thank you. I, you know what? I've always loved a good hair covering. Even as a child, I, I've always loved hats. I've always loved something that can just, you know, you can just put on and yeah. it's just put on, take it off, put on, take it off and just have fun as an accessory. <laughs> yeah. um, but now I wear them all the time. Um, just because I like them, not because mm -hmm. I'm always trying to cover something up, but I really, really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, but the, the point I, I want to make here though, is that um, when I take this off yeah. and I reveal what's under here, the people that are in my home yeah. and I'm not even going to look, <laughs> Is here. Look. <laughs> Thank you for the tissue virtually. <laughs> when I take this off, there's still so much love in my house. Yes, yes. You know, my husband looks at me and says, I love your hair. Ugh. I love it. Come on. No matter how it looks under no. here, no one is saying anything negative to me about my hair. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the case when I was growing up. Right. right. It wasn't the case right. because having your hair not combed, not laid, not looking, dare I say white. Right. Okay. Cause it needed to be straight. You couldn't have naps as they said, oh, which man, is just your curls, it's just your curls. Right. That's all it are. That's all it is, <laughs> but you can't have them. They nope. need to be slapped. They nope. needed to be straight and they needed to be laid. Right. So unless your hair was straight all the time and curled and, you know, whatever, then it was made fun of. Yeah. So for me to be able to say, oh, my hair is in braids right now. My hair is in cornrows or my hair is in this or that style or that whatever. When I reveal myself in the mirror, I am no longer sad or wow. crying or bothered by the hair on my head. And actually my hair is, my natural hair is, is long because I just keep doing what I want and covering up my real hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have no cares. There you go. <laughs> right. Healthy though. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So like, you know, but that's, that's such a beautiful thing for my daughter to see. Um, you know, and I just certainly don't walk around going, oh, I hate my hair. Oh, look at... I never say those things anymore. I never, because I want my daughter to see and to know that this is all beautiful, that this is all who her mother is. Yes. You know what I mean? All this is, this is all who I am, yes. you know? So um, this yes. is, it's just such a, it's such a blessing to be able to say, I love myself, hair and all. Yes. Hair and all, whatever hair that, God has given me the hair that grows from my scalp, the hair that is numbered on my head. No hair. This matters. Hmm. This matters. And if he loves me this way, yeah. I can certainly love myself That's this right. way. That's right. Way. I know a lot of times, too, for some women, they feel that they want to attract a certain man if their hair is not. Yes. It's crazy. If it's not yes. come through. Straight, if it's not this color, if it's not whatever. But mm -hmm. what I want to communicate to those women is that you have got to be comfortable with you first. And That's if right. any man, any boy, if there's any girls listening, mm -hmm. if there's any boy that is like, well, I don't like you because he ain't the one for you, sis. No. Nope. He don't deserve you. Mm -hmm. 
because right. if this is naturally you, then this is this is naturally you. Period. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just thinking about my own experience. Well, my husband just loves anything and everything I do. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love anything. I just love me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm on here. <laughs> but when I first got my locks about four years ago, they were so little. Like I was the least amount of length that you could be to start locks. My scalp turned white. Wow. White. And I had to go to the dermatologist because it was flaking, it was itchy, it was dry. And I've always had skin issues as well. Uh-huh. And I had to go to the dermatologist through my years. But my, I'm, when I tell you my scalp was white and the amount of self-consciousness that's, that brings on. So uh-huh. again, here I am dealing with hair, trying mm-hmm. to be professional. Right, <laughs> right. Girl, professional. Don't need this. Style, yes. you know? <laughs> and you already mm-hmm. mentioned my sides and my back is cut. So I only have hair at the top of my head. So everything was exposed while my hair was struggling and I get spots mm-hmm. and woo woo right? Mm-hmm. And I go to the dermatologist and they're looking at my scalp and they're prescribing this, you know, shampoo and liquid, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just at my, at my loctician, like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to go out here and face the world? Mm-hmm. With this going on my skin, there's no way to hide this. I contemplate and putting a wig on. I'm not a wig person. Mm-hmm. I yeah, me neither. I try. Yeah. You know, Don't dabble here and there. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it, ladies. It's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not gonna have to put a wig on. I don't know how to do all this stuff. I don't know how to lay the the lace. I don't know how to keep it. Yes. So I'm yeah. like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Yeah. And I just had to wear it. I just had to wear my hair. With my scalp, mm-hmm. looking a mess, mm-hmm. and my droplets, do my shampoo, and work my way through that again as a part of who I am, as a part of my own journey. Mm-hmm. Now, if I would immediately run to hide and be secretive and downcast myself, and like you said, just walk around the house with this and that and this and that, uh-huh. then where would I be today? Yeah. Where would I be you today? You probably would cut it off. You probably would have started over. You know yeah, what? You'd be going through it, child. I'd be going through it. Yes. And even when I got my hair colored, that's another thing. Got got it colored and didn't know how to take care about the fallout with the locks. I said, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna cut my hair out. Mm-hmm. And even this is the this is the powerful piece for me, sis. Even if I decided to do that, I would be okay with myself. Because mm. hair grows back. Hair grows back. It does. Hair grows back. Mm-hmm. And I never right. could think that way before because I didn't think my hair could grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But black hair grows. It does. It does. And I'm amazed by that. <laughs> amazed by it it does grow and i think because for us black women most of us have curly hair right mm-hmm. it's a different texture yes um from person to person but it is curly and so because we didn't grow up with the knowledge that our hair once it's stretched does you know feel longer so that's why you know braids right locks and things of that nature look so pretty on us because mm-hmm of the curl, first of all, being able to hold on to each other, yes. the curls being able to, you know, stay buddies. <laughs> and then that stretching process yes. uh, just makes the hair look even longer yes. um, or just uh, be the length that it is, you know, right. and then when you unbraid and you, you know, or wet it up, then it just goes back. Right it looks like it shrunk because of the curl, right? <laughs> but we didn't, we didn't have that. Mm-mm language Mm-mm. we didn't have the language of curl pattern and stretch and 4c 3c 4a and all you know <laughs> Not at all. 
all these different words for the kinds of texture that our hair has. Um, instead, it was literally like, you either have good hair right. or you have bad hair. Come on, there see. is no in-between and there is no education, mm-hmm. right? And I, I can distinctly remember, Darlicia, I don't know, it had to be maybe 15 years ago. I think my son was maybe about five and mm-hmm. he's 19, almost 20 now. But I can remember, yeah, <laughs> I can remember though, um, before like YouTube um, was really taking off and things of that nature, there was like a chat room. There was some kind of like natural hair chat room that I found. I don't know how I found it, mm-hmm. um, probably through like MySpace or right. something like that. <laughs> but these women were literally on here showing their natural hair mm-hmm. and People were going on there saying, wow, your hair is so gorgeous. Look at your hair. It looks like, you know, um, leaves on a tree and you <laughs> are the, you are the tree. I mean, the way people were like describing other people's natural hair, I was in awe because I was like, is this real? What kind of world is this? Wow. Where natural hair is celebrated, loved on and treated as if it is gold, like remnants of gold. I could not understand how these women were in this group, wow. loving on each other, loving each other's natural hair. And then you had um, blogs starting to pop up, mm. people putting out like washing instructions and how to care for your natural hair. Oh. And, you know, I could see the movement starting to happen, yeah. right? And people were creating products and selling them. And then the big box companies were like, oh, uh, hold up. <laughs> Let me get a piece of this pie. Right. <laughs> We're going to call this creeping nature natural. We're going right. to call this uh, <laughs> whatever it is for natural girls. Like, right. you know. Right. We're going to put right. some coconut oil in it and we going to call it for natural girls. So there you go. There you go. We, we got you, sis. We're going to take care of you. You got me, sis. Right. No, right? You really yeah. don't. Oh, no, they got me. You really don't. <laughs> So I can remember starting to feel like, wow, these women are really cool. They have something I don't have. You know what? I think they actually like themselves. Mm. They actually love themselves because they love the totality of who they are. Yes. You know, oh, that's one of my favorite words, by the way, totality. Totality? Yes, and that's powerful. Oh, well, I'm glad (laughs) I said it. Because, you know, if we don't love us and who we are, all of us, and the totality of who we are, then we're missing, we're missing the joy of living, right? Of fully living, because then we're just chasing after something else. Yes. Chasing after something else. And either our our hair is attached to our image, Mm -hmm. it's attached to um, trauma, it's attached to um, not meeting a mate that you want, um, you know, the, thank the standards of beauty in general or meeting a standard of beauty. Yeah. Right. So our girls are literally growing up wishing that they were somebody else, Whoa. wishing that they were white or Asian or native American or just any other nationality or race so they can have their hair. Right. 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 And that is a tragedy. Yes, it is. It is a tragedy to think that our girls are growing up wishing they could be in somebody else's family or live. Look, we have enough to deal with, right? Okay. Okay. As women, as black women, we have enough to deal with when it comes to disparities and um, 
being a part of systems that are broken, healthcare systems, educational systems, workforce systems, um, all of those systems that can break us, um, that can, you know, pull us down. We don't also need to be <laughs> dealing with not loving ourselves because of our hair. And even right? within our community. So that's even a point of discussion too, is how we do it to each other sometimes. Yes, absolutely. Because of our experiences and because right. some had the ability and some didn't have the ability to whatever the case may be. And so it creates mm-hmm. that divide, but there's no difference. Be- there's no difference amongst us. Like right. we're all, we all come from the same mother Africa. Right. <laughs> we all come from the same uniqueness. We're all different, but right. our differences is what allows us to be authentically us. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. we just got to embrace that. We do have to embrace it, but it starts as children. Right. Because how many kids are being made fun in schools, on the playground, you know, amongst their siblings and cousins amongst their siblings and some parents <laughs> yes absolutely unfortunately unfortunately that's right so no. we have to definitely teach our children to love ourselves and dear curly hair is definitely just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to yes. loving yourself and not being so consumed by media and what you yes. see um but uh also listening to or and having people in your life who you can listen to that are going to affirm you and love you and bless you yes. um, so that you can begin to internalize those things. Because I think internalizing life affirming words yes. takes time. Yeah. Just like a tree that has to grow. It doesn't grow overnight. You have to keep watering it and letting it grow little by little and watering it and letting it grow little by little. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes uh, parents get discouraged when we start speaking life to our kids. If they're not catching on that day, right. Or they caught on when they were little and then they get older and then we're like, um, but you used to go in the mirror and talk about how pretty you were. I used to love your hair with all the beads. How can you love yourself now? Why are you having, you know, thoughts of hurting yourself now? I don't understand that because we, we, we went through this, right? But you have to change with the child. You have to grow with the child and you have to be willing to give new words, give new affirmations, give new talks, communicate different, um, in order to continue watering that seed. So, right. Yeah, I've got a couple of thoughts to what you just said. And one of the things you just said is um, everything that we do is a seed. Mm-hmm. And literally everything that we do is a seed. So as you're talking about the tree and it's growing little by little and it's developing those rings within the bark, mm-hmm. that says that they've weathered some stuff. That says that they've been through. That says that they have been nurtured. That says they've been watered. That says that they have experienced some things. And everything that we do or don't do mm-hmm. is a seed. Everything that a parent says, a sibling says, a friend says, a teacher says, mm-hmm. the hairstylist says, mm-hmm. is a seed. And that is a deposited into what their self-worth may be as they grow older. And so yes. it's important for us to watch our mouths and be yes. mindful that we're planting whether it's our kids or not our kids whoever's kid it is or whoever's adult it is yes can we (laughs) change the name of this podcast to watch your mouth go ahead watch your mouth (laughs) watch your mouth (laughs) we have to we have to it's so imperative because sticks and stones but words do Yes. Work and they break and they shatter and they last because they create an image they create a memory and those are the things that we toil over in our head is those images 
that become yes. life. They become life for us. They become what we see, even if it's not what we see. Yes. So when you say earlier, I look, I can look in the mirror now and take off my, my wrap and I can love me in the totality. Yes. Him because now yes. there's a different seed planted. You've gotten the root of that other stuff out. And now there's a different root in there. That's going to keep you grounded. Yes. And you know, another thing that you mentioned, even going to the beauty salon people and they're just saying whatever, however, whenever they want to say it is this idea that we must pay someone in order for us to feel beautiful. Yes. False. Yes. We pay to get a service done. Right. We don't have to pay anyone to be beautiful. Being right. beautiful is a being. Right. It's a state. Yes. So mm-hmm. we've got to not, oh, I gotta get my nails. I gotta get my hair done. <laughs> it's fine. Yes. I'm not saying I don't go and get some color on the nails. I ain't saying that. Right. All I'm though is uh, tying that to your self-worth and your value, yes. your identity, and who you are as a person, as a yes. woman, as a child of God. Yes. That's the issue. That is the issue. So detach right. this money for the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Att- detach this money and the right. need for money to make me something. Right. Detach that from who you are as a person. Right. Because it's fearfully and wonderfully made, no matter yes. what your hair look like. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. Girl, during this pandemic, I was not trying to get my hair done by nobody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I look. Um, I'm finna do my own hair. <laughs> and I did. I braided my own hair. It took me a really long time, but I did it. Listen. Uh, and it was fine. It was fine. I enjoyed it. I was, you know, adding color to it and just like yeah, like purple and <laughs> I was just having a great time doing my hair, braiding it by myself. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's important to understand too, that you don't have to go to someone to make you beautiful. You're already beautiful. Yeah, already beautiful. Um, because as a singwriter or, uh, the lyricist in India, Ari yeah. sings, I am not my hair, yes. right? We're not our hair. Yeah. Um, but it definitely starts young. It definitely starts young. And yes. we want our young girls to know how beautiful they are. Um, however their hair is. Yes. A long, short, and it's, yes. you know, natural state, uh, silk pressed, yes. wrapped, braided, yes. <laughs> whatever, it it whatever they feel makes them feel beautiful within their own self. We've got to just encourage that yes, and not make do. them want to have two pigtails or make them want to have a bow, make them some of the stuff we do. Yes. No, you're going to put this hair in a pony. No. <laughs> you don't want to wear this afro today and that's okay. <laughs> it is okay. It is okay. Just make sure it's a little neat. You know, if it's an yeah, afro, just know. make sure, you know, if you slept on it on this side, you pick it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, just still want to be presentable. Wash your face, you know, get the little crusties out. You okay. Know. Okay. <laughs> take care of yourself. Make sure it's clean. Yes, absolutely. But absolutely. but absolutely be you. Well, Darlicia, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this podcast episode today. I really enjoyed you. I tried really hard not to laugh as loud because sometimes <laughs> I laugh really loud on these podcasts. Hold back. <laughs> but I was certainly enjoying myself and enjoying you. And if you have um, any information you'd like to share with our listeners, you can let me know and I will leave it in the description box of the podcast. Sure. Uh, to that end, uh, we're going to say... Have a great day and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. See you all. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to leave us a rating wherever you are listening to this podcast. Also, follow us on Family Nuggets on social media platforms under the spelling 
F-A-M-L-Y Nuggets. Remember, there is no I in family because you cannot do family alone. F-A-M-L-Y Family Can't do it alone